The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, <laughs> that's me, try to solve your long-running relationship <laughs> issues at 10 minutes or less. Why? I was just thinking that was perfect. That was perfect. And you, why did why you freak the out there? Why like you're shocked? Why does it seem like a surprise to you when there, I landed? Because it is a surprise. It's honestly shocking anytime you don't mess it up. And then you did mess it up, and it was exactly as predicted. It just, uh... You messed it up. I was only reacting to your dismay. That's okay, because what I'm not dismayed about is this great listener email, which I'm sure is going to generate all kinds of interesting discussion from me and some blathering from you. Here it is. <laughs> I have been wanting to have a first baby for about two years now. My partner is not having those feelings yet, but knowing him, I know he will never feel like he's ready, even though he does want to have kids. Do you think there's a moment in a man's life that's best to have kids or a time a man does feel ready? How can I get him on board and excited to start a family already? If it helps, we're both 29, we've been together for 10 years, and we are waiting for COVID to let us have the wedding we've been planning for over a year now. All right, succinct and to the point, take it away, Steve. I am curious about your take on this too, James, but I the the question that's on the table is, is there a time when a man uh, wants kids, basically? And my answer to that is about a week and a half after he finds out she's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you. We've got two kids. You've got 27. Both of ours were a surprise, and both of them caught me a little bit off guard. And uh, once... I know we've talked about this on a podcast before, one of these episodes before, but for a guy, at least for me, the baby isn't real until it's sort of in your arms and there. For the woman, it's real because it's in her body and it's like a whole emotional bonding thing. But I wouldn't be turned off or not turned up, put off too much <laughs> by his reticence or his ambivalence, because if he's like a, every other good guy that I know. And if you're with him, I'm guessing he's good, but he'll be a good dad and he'll be fine once the baby's there. He's going to be a little bit freaked out ahead of time, but give him a little rope on that one. It is a strange hurdle to get by for a man, unless Breakwell wants to contradict me on that one. What, what was it like for you, James? All of our kids were planned, or, or mostly planned. So I, I will say this, though. Our plan was always to have four boys. So we missed the mark on that by just a little bit. Um, but and it, we, the kids are two years apart, two years apart, two years apart, and then the last one 17 months. She, she got in there a little bit quicker than expected. But we still ended up with the right number, so close enough. Uh, I, I actually wrote an entire chapter of uh, my second book, uh, Bare Minimum Parenting, The Ultimate Guide to Not Quite Ruining Your Child. There's an entire chapter on there on the best time to have kids, not just for men, but for men and women in general. And uh, basically the whole point of the chapter was there is like no perfect time at all. There's just going to be a downside. If you have the kid when you're young, you're going to have more energy and less money. If you have them when you're older, you're going to have more money and less energy. I mean, you're going to be short on yeah. one or the other, no matter when you do it. Uh, I mean, the fact is nobody's ever truly ready to have kids. You just you just have them. And then you support them because the alternative is uh, there, there is no alternative. <laughs> your your yeah. back is against the wall and that's that. <laughs> There's a life here and you got to take care of it. And, uh, and that's just how the human race survives. Uh, so as far as waiting 
waiting for him to be ready. I don't know if he's ever going to turn over and look you in the eye and say, I am ready. And uh, maybe this is something you should discuss with him beforehand. I mean, you're 29 and uh, you know I don't know how many kids you want to have, but if you're ha- planning to have two or three or something like that, I mean, that's something you probably want to get started on sooner rather than later so you can space them out and, and all of that. Uh, and if he's still on the fence, I mean, I... I imagine, as Steve said, if you were if you were to get pregnant, I'm sure he would be on board in all the way. Uh, but yeah. I mean, if it, if it's not something he really wants, or if he's amb- ambivalent about it, I mean, maybe just double check for sure that this is the guy you want to start building a family with. Because uh, I think ideally, you don't go into it quite as laissez-faire as uh, as Steve did. I think I, I think ideally, you say, <laughs> okay, this is the phase in our life where we're ready to start have ki- having kids. And I think the most important thing to ask about this, and this is something I uh, when I'm looking back, so I was when we I got married when I was. 22 and I was I was ready to have kids right away I was fine with that my wife wanted to wait a few years because apparently you know it's a little bit more work for her than it is for me the whole process and all of that uh and she wanted to be just a little bit settled uh but I would ask you what is it about your life uh that's going to change that you're going to miss now or that he do- he doesn't want to lose out that he has now that you that you don't want it that you won't have later and maybe just kind of zero in on that specific like what what like are you still young enough that you're going out and partying every night and hitting the bars you traveling around the world or I, I suspect you probably if you're 29 and you, you've been together 10 years you probably settled into the same routine as the rest of us you go to work you come home or now in the current era you, you wake up and you work from home all day and you watch some tv shows and you go to bed and there's probably truthfully not that much disruption uh that this child is going to cause and I, I will say this so when you have a kid you have to do it there's no alternative i mean basically you get into it so everybody everybody gets by because you know you the failure is not an option at the same time i honestly don't think kids are as hard as people make them out to be there are a lot of work real early on where you know if you forget to feed them they'll die but like they quickly become more resilient a little more durable and uh, like at this point my kids are capable of foraging through the the kitchen like a pack of raccoons and yes they're going to mess things up but they'll feed themselves they dress themselves they're potty trained i mean my youngest is five and like i'm, I'm convinced if i left the house for a week she'd probably be okay so they they, they do become self-sufficient quicker than you think uh i think that um if he's if he's afraid i think his fears are probably misplaced and i'm sure you guys are ready so just you know double check and see if he's afraid of missing out on anything in particular and if he's not afraid of anything in particular if you guys are ready to go then i say hey start the family and go for it uh thoughts steve he might be ambivalent in general if they've if they were together nine years pre-COVID oh. and they're still not married. Like that might be an issue with him, kind of. But it sounds like he was ready to marry you. So it's like once somebody sort of punches the throttle, I think he'll be on board. But he might be too afraid to make a mistake or too afraid of something that he can't put his finger on. James, you're absolutely right about nothing really changes because I do remember. And when my daughter was born, it was not an opportune time to have a baby. So this was, but but I was I was thirty when she was born. Like I I tried to hit the sweet spot of money and energy, and I, I failed on both. But I remember I very distinctly sitting in our apartment our crappy apartment in Baltimore and watching the Drew Carey show, which I loved. It was on Wednesday nights. And I remember thinking, oh man, in a few months, we won't be able to watch the Drew Carey show anymore. because there'll be a baby. (laughs) 
And the funny thing is, once the baby's there, all of your priorities change because you don't care as much about the Drew Carey show as you used to. You care about the baby. And it sort of becomes your conversation over dinner. We had more conversations about poop at the dinner table, <laughs> and that was sort of okay with us because that was our world. So I'd say, have the baby. He'll be fine as long as he's not jet dead set against it. And James, in James's own spectacularly horrific way, was able to say that if you don't, they die. So there's really no alternative. <laughs> you got to make rubber hit road. And I think he will because he wanted to get married once the issue kind of got pushed. And he'll probably be a good husband. He's been good to you for nine years already. I don't suspect the next nine are going to be awful. And I'd say the same thing with being a dad. I'm surprised you gave up the Drew Carey show. Like, what were you? Were you afraid your baby was going to pick up harsh language or something? They don't even understand what words mean. We actually, we used to watch The Walking Dead um, in front of our kids when they were like toddlers. And then one day, uh, our oldest got terrified. Like, oh, you're old enough to understand what's on the screen now. I guess we'll have to watch that one after you go to bed. But it's kind of surprising how long we didn't modify our TV watching behavior at all. And even now, we watch some shows we probably shouldn't in front of the kids. It's like here's the deal don't repeat anything you see on tv that's that's the rule but like i didn't i didn't stop playing xbox I didn't stop watching the shows i just yeah i just it just wasn't that much of a change uh when it happened but i actually for once really like something you said the fact that he might just be an ambivalent guy in general like nine years together and not moving one way or another or 10 years i mean that's just uh i think that does indicate a guy who's not super you know decisive about anything and uh, if his attitude is the same about kids as it is about marriage, and that's good enough for you, I think I think you'll be fine. It just he might just not be a guy who's always like, let's put a foot on the gas pedal and, and jump into this next stage right away. Uh, so I think I'm going to, for once, side with Steve and say, yeah, this is this is just probably how he is, and uh, and you're going to be just fine. But anyway, Steve, would you like to take a few seconds to gloat before I I close this out of here? I'm dropping the mic. I'm walking off the stage <laughs> to the roar of the crowd. All right. Well, if you would like to send in a question that Steve definitely won't be able to gloat over, send that in to James Breakwell <laughs> at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E. Uh, it doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, platonic friends, coworkers, whatever you've got. Send it in, and we'll do our best to answer it in 10 minutes or less. This has been another episode of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back.